0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Matthew chapter 26. After all that Jesus had told them, it would seem unthinkable that Jesus would so soon be taken and crucified. Yet indeed, Jesus would soon fulfill his ultimate destiny upon this earth, and that would be to take his place as a perfect Passover lamb. Jesus would be the sacrifice, the payment for the sin of mankind. The Passover was and is a Jewish feast that commemorates their exodus from Egypt. We must understand, however, that Egypt is not only a geographical place, but a biblical and spiritual picture of sin and thus man's bondage to it and escape from it. In the last few chapters, Jesus had been warning the disciples and ultimately us, the readers, about a genre of people who would ultimately be those who would clandestinely plan and then carry out the murder of the Messiah. To truly understand what was occurring therein, we must acknowledge that these were not pagans living on the streets of Jerusalem. No, these men were actually the religious leaders of that day, those who believed themselves to be righteous and holy, the guides to the blind. Everything he had told his disciples was in order to prepare them for the difficulties that were coming. It is in such hours of trial that a man is truly tested as to who and what he is and what he is made of beginning in verse 1 we read when Jesus had finished all these words he said to his disciples you know that after two days the Passover is coming and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified then the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people were gathered together in the court of the high priest who was called Caiaphas. And they took counsel together that they might take Jesus by deceit and kill him. Caiaphas was recognized by the Roman occupation at that time to be the high priest. But the fact is he held that position only through compromise and was no doubt in league with Rome itself. It was commonly understood historically that Caiaphas was merely a puppet for the true high priest, Annas, who was his father-in-law, who was recognized by Israel. Proving that they completely failed to understand or acknowledge who Jesus truly was, these pious religious hypocrites attempted to overcome Christ through trickery. Can you imagine that? We must note that at this point, all attempts to silence Jesus had been abandoned. The Jewish powers that be had thrown their hands in the air in frustration. For there seemed to be no stopping this Messiah. There was in their minds and hearts only one thing left to do. They had to kill this man. He had to be silenced along with all of his followers. This way had to be crushed, if only for the sake of the true church. Verse five says, but they said, not during the feast, lest a riot occur among the people. You see, during the yearly feast, a Passover lamb was sacrificed to atone for a man's sins. Through such, and Jesus, you see, had an agenda. He had purposed to be not only that perfect sacrifice, but the last sacrifice for sin. This was his calling. Those who were against him, even while not understanding the magnitude of what he was attempting to do, wanted none of this, for they knew that killing Jesus during the feast would not be a wise political move. Verse 6 says, Now when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster jar of very expensive ointment, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. We have herein a famous biblical story unfolding. It is a story that is easy to take out of the context of all the events that were transpiring. But by doing so, we would miss the magnitude of what Jesus was trying to say to this account. This woman, whom we know from other gospel accounts, was Mary. She took a very costly bottle of perfume and poured it over the head of Jesus. By doing so, she was immortalized in history for all of time. Verse 8 says, But when his disciples saw this, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. Now, the sheer earthly cost of this woman's sacrifice expressed the depth of her devotion. It was not simply the worldly value of what was offered, but it was no doubt the thing of greatest value that she possessed personally. For her, it was everything. The apostles viewed this gift another way. They were merely concerned about the economics of the sacrifice and failed to grasp the spirit of it. We might immediately relate to such a line of thinking and perhaps see the good intentions of the Apostles. After all, think how much good could have been done with the money if such a bottle had been sold and put into the work of the kingdom. However, for Mary, only such a sacrifice as this could even come close to the magnitude she felt for her Lord. She was giving all she had and all she was. Grand love does not give only what it can afford. No, grand love gives sacrificially. In truth, it is most often the case that man gives well just up to the point of loss of comfort. Verse 10 says, However, knowing this, Jesus said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? She has done a good work for me cost of devotion is, in truth, always expensive. Real love is never cheap. Mary instinctively knew that time was short. If she was going to prove her love for Christ in this life, she was going to have to act and act now. Jesus says she had done a good work. A good work. Now, I find it very interesting that he chose such language to describe her actions. For it is no secret that many of us struggle, even today, with the concept of works when it comes to serving God. Yet Jesus, it seemed, had no such muddled thoughts on the issue. This woman gave her all to the point of a profound sacrifice on her part. She did not attempt to debate what was fair, what she could afford, how much she could realistically give. She just poured it all out for him, all of what she had. The reasons for such a sacrifice are really quite simple. She loved him more than anything else. And further, she aimed to show him. Would he have loved her, even if she hadn't? Oh, yes. Scripture tells us that overwhelmingly. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.